The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. It'll be Seth Dillon, the boss over at the Babylon Bee at the bottom of the hour. We talk about, I ask him very specifically, did Elon Musk buy Twitter because of the Babylon Bee? And I think you're going to like his answer. Make sure you stick around for that. We've got that. We'll talk about social media. Is Twitter what it needs to be? Why did he not delete the tweet that he posted? And the tweet was that the Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. Um, we also talk about libs of TikTok, which he's now working with. It's a very it's a very interesting conversation, that's for sure. Now, keep in mind, Carrie's not here, but it's still Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. Let's go. I've got my tacos, my radio. Taco. A little salsa, I'm ready to go. I said taco. No enchilada, no cheesy nacho. Taco Tuesday, the Joe Pack Show. Come on now. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Uh-huh. That's me. Uh-huh. She's full of corn tortillas and beans. Let's go. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. I'm eating tacos with Polo. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Come on, Polo. Taco. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Carrie is off, so it had to be the one where she's farting. Um, Greta Thunberg. I don't know how old she is now, 18, 19, something like that. Who knows? Ever since she was, uh, oh, I guess she's 20 now. Um, Ever since she was like 14, 15, her parents, the WEF, the climate change lunatics, have all co-opted this girl. Some have said that she um, she has autism of some sort. I don't know that to be a fact, but that's certainly been out there as well. I feel like she's been used by these people for a long time to try to um, to try to make their case that you can't possibly speak against a 14, 15-year-old girl from Sweden. You, you got to really feel for her. So today, all the rage. Sam, did you see this, the tweets about Greta Thunberg? I saw the story. She was arrested or detained at least, by police. The story from Sky News says, the Swedish environmental activist 20 has been taking part in protests against the demolition of a village of Lutzenbrath or something, which is due to be cleared to make way for the expansion of a nearby coal mine. And there's a picture that has gone viral on Twitter of her being carried out by police. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> the humanity. I won't say humanitarian. Oh, the humanity. If you're watching my video stream, you're seeing this picture of now 20-year-old Thunberg, who's been used her entire teen life by her whacked-out parents and the whacked-out left in the world and the WEFs of it all. And there she is being carried out. They just dropped a video on Twitter. Shows the lead up to her being carried out. And I'm going to show this on my feed as well. 
She's standing there with the director. With the, these are probably fake cops. They're all laughing. It's all staged. They're waiting to start rolling the pictures. And now, now they're telling her you're going to be arrested or something. She's smiling. They're waiting. Should we do it now? Should we do it now? When should we do it? When should we pick her up? When should we start escorting her out of here? The entire thing was being staged. The entire thing. As they're all standing around, smiling, laughing, enjoying, having fun. Oh, let me get in front of you. I'm the photographer. Now, one wonders, are these real police officers that are helping her stage it? I mean, what's the story? They're laughing. This is all great. At what point will they just leave this person alone? She's obviously not had, had her own path in life. Her parents, the community, Sweden, WEF, WHO, whoever the hell it is that's been co-opting her need to leave her alone now. I saw, and there's a reason why I say this. Now, I don't, I'm not looking at her as a victim. She's 29. She do whatever she wants. But she was, again, she was grabbed and thrown into the fray when she was just a kid. The letting her stay home from school, skip school for five weeks or something. Who knows? But there's a piece of video that I saw, and this is the reason why I've got a little bit of empathy for her. Piece of video where she's sitting on a panel, and somebody asks her the most basic question, like, why did you do this? Um, I don't really have an answer. And then... Please, somebody else answer. She could not answer, why are you doing this? When she's not reading some crap that somebody wrote down for her to read and feign, you know, her anger. How dare you? When she's not doing that crap, she's just somebody who's a simpleton. And I think she should be left alone. And here she is. I mean, I've got it frozen. I'll show it to you in the feed. I've got it frozen. She's smiling. This is all fun. This is all staged. This is all garbage. The entire tweet, the entire Twitter trending that every news organization around the globe was showing that stupid picture of her being carried out by police. It was all staged. That's why I always say, don't ever just take their word for it. Don't ever. Always be skeptical. Always look for another side of the story. Always try to try to see what's going on because there's video evidence this thing having been staged. The good thing is that it's one of the top trends now, the word staged, over on Twitter. That is good. Also on Twitter, I had that poll. What do you think is going on with the Biden documents? Put this up for 24 hours. 17,900 views. For some reason, out of the 17,900, only 2,300 voted. But the final is, Democrats want Biden gone 80, 88, uh, 83.8%. Republicans leaked the info, 2.3%. The media turned on Biden, 5.7%. Other, 8.2%. It's still pinned on my on my Twitter page. Joe Talk Show is my name there. You can go there and make a comment on it. I'll unpin it a little bit later on tonight, but I'll leave it there for now. That's interesting. I'll do more polls like that. I think that's interesting to have stuff like that go on. Just crazy, though. Just crazy to see that the media just doesn't do the job I was taught to do as a reporter and, a, and an anchor. The job I was taught to do was really get the information, then just give it to your audience. These people are not seeking the information. Oh, look, they arrested, they detained and arrested. They first said arrested all day. Now it's detained. Greta Thunberg, who's 15 minutes, by the way. Greta, if you don't realize this, it's over. Because now all of a sudden, there was, wasn't there some other girl recently that the, uh, some, some, from some other place in Europe or something that was going to be the new face? of climate change or global warming. By the way, there was a recent study that showed our, our temperatures have actually decreased a bit. 
Oh, it's just a little bit of a cooling phase, the experts will say. Going to really get hit with it soon. Tell that to the people paying all that money for their heating bill. Well, here's a little woke news for you. Something out of our woke news category. Consider the cultural implications. USA Today warns that using the words like aloha and hola could be problematic. This is from The Blaze, written by Alex Nitberg. Nitzberg. Okay? Well, Americans sprinkle non-English vocabulary into their everyday speech. A piece posted by USA Today suggests that using words borrowed from other languages, such as aloha, hola, and shalom, could potentially be problematic depending on why and how they're used. Quote, it's a greeting or a farewell. But the meaning is deeper. Director of Pacific Island Studies at the University of Utah, Mail Irvin, said about the Hawaiian word aloha, according to the outlet, one of my Hawaiian language teachers taught me, taught it to me as aloha means recognizing yourself in everyone and everything you meet. What? What? The USA Today piece, which was authored by David Oliver, suggests that non-Hawaiians using the word could come across like mockery. Quote, the use of certain words requires education, knowledge, and the foresight to understand when they should or shouldn't come out of your mouth, the piece declares. Intention matters most. Dropping hola or shalom to someone you know who speaks Spanish or Hebrew, for example, isn't something to worry about. Actively don a fake, exaggerated accent, and say these words? What? Actively don a fake, exaggerated accent, and say these words? That's a weird sentence. Therein lies the problem, the piece says, adding that saying ni hao to somebody, someone Asian-American who isn't Chinese could be both othering and microaggression. Well, let me just stop you. This writer's an idiot. Using words like othering? Don a fake exaggerated accent and say those words? is not really a sentence. And microaggression isn't a real thing. Let me just help you guys out. If somebody's teaching you that microaggression is a real thing, it's not. Microaggression is made up. It's fake. It's made up by the, by the woke left. And who's donning some weird accent when they're saying these words? I, mean, I, I know some Spanish and I'm learning some more. I think it's a cool language. It's similar to Italian. I like it. If I say hola to somebody who isn't of... Spanish-speaking background, I'm somehow doing a microaggression or an othering? My daughter Gia is Chinese, so I can say ni hao to her, but I can't say ni hao to anybody else unless I first ask, are you Chinese? What are these people on crack? Quote, language is too critical, the story continues, to our culture, and we can't just casually use language in ways that might offend and or even harm, do harm to certain groups of people. Director of the Frederick Douglass Institute of African and African-American studies at the University of Rochester, Jeffrey McCune said, according to USA Today, yeah, Frederick Douglass would not like this Frederick Douglass Institute of African and African studies, African-American studies, if they tell you that you might be offending people by words or her harming. The piece suggests that people should think about why they're using a given term and should mull the cultural implications before using it. I have an idea. Instead of doing that, I'll make it easier for you. Instead of doing that, if somebody feels like they're being harmed by your words, which words can literally not harm you, but if they say they're being harmed by your words or that you're othering or using a microaggression, simply ask them to pick a cheek, pucker up, and kiss your ass. 
888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you the Joe Pag Show for your Tuesday. Appreciate you stopping by. Seth Dillon, the boss, the owner of the Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee is a great satire site. They do an amazing job writing stories that a lot of people think are real. They're not. They're satire. They're satire, even though eventually some of these stories end up being true. Uh, that wasn't their intention. Stick around because there's a huge implication into whether um, Elon Musk bought Twitter because of the Babylon Bee. I mean, that's been implicated by a lot of people. I asked Seth directly. Did you talk to Elon Musk before he bought? Did, did he show concern about you guys being suspended? So I know that you had an interview with him before then. Then we talk about some other stuff as well. It, it's really important that you hear his strength in not backing down to the woke left. And it's like what I just read that story. Microaggressions aren't real. Othering isn't real. Um, saying that words can harm you, that's not real. It isn't. Telling me I can't say hola or I can't say aloha is stupid. It just is. When I had Tulsi Gabbard on, she said aloha to me. I know she's from Hawaii. I said aloha back, I think. But I've said aloha to people who I don't know if they're, they're from Hawaii or not. It's generally known that means hello. It's a welcoming greeting. Hola means hello in Spanish. You really, you really think I can't say hello? What are you, stupid? You must be stupid. But, but these people have nothing else to write about. These people have nothing else to complain about. These people are living in the greatest land on the planet, they have to nitpick and try to figure out how to make us less than. Well, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not. I won't back down to them. I'll say aloha, and I'll say ni hao to anybody I want. And it's literally nothing you can do about it. If you think my existence, that my life is somehow based on not offending you, you, you chose the wrong dude. I'll be honest with you. You, cho- you chose the wrong guy. I'm going to help you out there. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about what's happening with the Fed. They printed so much money in the last year, nearly $9 trillion. Think about that. Whatever paper money you have laying around is now devalued because there's so much more of it out there. The dollar is losing value. So I recommend you diversify your portfolio with physical gold and silver. The only company I trust is GoldCo. They're in a gold star in my book, and thousands of Americans agree. GoldCo has placed over a billion dollars in precious metals. I've got to ask you, can you continue to afford rising prices and the decline of the dollar? I urge you not to miss out on what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation. Why don't you to visit the website? They made it for you because you listen to my program or watch my program. GoldCo.com slash PAGS. GoldCo.com slash P-A-G-S. Because when you do... You're not only going to get a chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver. As one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. Do not miss out. Get on this right now. Get to that special website, goldco.com slash PAGS, G-O-L-D-C-O dot com slash P-A-G-S, and make it happen right now. You go to the phone lines. I appreciate you. Is it, is it E-Car? What, what is your name? Ecker. Ecker, what's going on? Talk to me. Um, yeah, aloha, Mr. Pass, isn't it? I mean, some would think so. I'm just going to put it out there. All right, uh, 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 Ecker, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for that. We we got the sentiment. 
We understand. But I think that might go further than what I would normally say. I don't think that's just ass. I think that's even worse. But some would say it is, so we're whatever. Polo, if you felt like dropping it, cool. If not, that's fine too. Let me go back and, uh, and give you a story about what's happening with the, the actual debt ceiling. Yeah, we talk about debt ceiling all the time in this country. Do you even know what it means? What, what the hell is the debt ceiling? Well, NBC News is reporting this, so it's probably going to be biased. But here's the headline. House Republicans gear up for a debt ceiling fight with the White House and Senate Democrats, newly empowered GOP conservatives, backed by Speaker Kevin McCarthy, say they'll use the debt ceiling to force budget cuts, which only makes sense. You're spending too much money in central government. Out of Washington, written by Sahil Kapoor, I think, the Republican-controlled House has planted the seeds for a debt ceiling showdown, with Speaker Kevin McCarthy endorsing a push by his hardliners to demand spending cuts as part of any extension of the country's borrowing authority. Calling people hardliners is already being... Um, being biased. Back to the story. The political divide is deep and the stakes are high. Ultra-conservative lawmakers insist they don't want the country to default, but their conditions for raising the debt limit are unlikely to be accepted by the Democratic-led Senate or President Joe Biden. So, ultra-conservative lawmakers. This writer decided to use the term ultra-conservative lawmakers, and of course, it's as a pejorative. It's not just to say that's who they are. The person could have said conservative lawmakers, could have said Republicans, but wanted to say ultra-conservative to really let you know. They're really, really bad, mean people. Story continues. Republicans are on a collision course with the White House, which is demanding that Congress raise the debt limit without conditions. If they fail to resolve their differences and cause a default, the range of consequences include a stock market crash, a recession, higher interest rates for consumers, a weaker dollar, a U.S. credit downgrade, and a government unable to meet all of its obligations from funding the military to providing Social Security benefits. Most of that is a lie. Military still got paid. Um, most of the military, some of you in the military might have had to wait, but you, all, you all always got it proactively, um, or retroactively, I should say. So it's not like what this person's saying is true. But let's go through that list again. The consequences include a stock market crash. That's unknowable, so it's untrue. A recession, Biden's already put us in a recession. Higher interest rates for consumers, the Fed has already made interest rates higher. A weaker dollar, the dollar's a lot weaker now than it was when Biden took office. A U.S. credit downgrade. Our credit is in shaky hands as it is because we have so much debt and a government unable to meet all of its obligations from funding the military, untrue, the military would be funded, and providing Social Security benefits. That's untrue, too, because Social Security is what we paid into. They can't just not pay it. It's a legal limit dating back to 1917 that caps the level of debt that the federal government can assume. Once the U.S. hits the limit and exhausts its ways to pay its bills, Congress must lift the ceiling in order for the government to continue to borrow to meet its obligations. If it doesn't, the country could be forced to default, which experts warn would be economically catastrophic. Not as economically catastrophic as Joe Biden winning the election. Let's be honest. Let's be real here. Let's be honest and let's be real. Republicans have waged heated battles over the debt ceiling, most notably in 2011, but they have always been resolved in time. What the writer isn't telling you is that in 2011, Obama was forced to cut spending and forced to not uh, to not add new taxes that he wanted to because the government, the run by Republicans, the, the, the legislature, held firm and stopped him from being the, the tax and spend guy he wanted to be. They'll do the same thing with Biden, and this story should be ignored because it's biased and they want as much debt as possible. I'm glad we were able to expose it here. Keep it here. Seth Dillon when we come back. This is the Joe Pag Show.